strikes the pitch. Swing and a long drive. Deep left field. Going. Going. He drives one. Deep left field. That goes up to him. Back near the wall. It's out of here. Bartolo has done it. The impossible has happened. Travis Ishikawa hits one into right. The Giants win the pennant. Hey, what's poppin', guys? Welcome to the Dose Rays Podcast. I'm Spencer Rays here for episode 11 with Nick and James Parisi as we discuss what's been going on in the MLB these past well, couple days, not even just a week. It's been exhilarating. What's going on, guys? We got so much to talk about. I'm excited for it. <laughs> it truly is the best time of the year. The offseason is here. Actually, I mean, let's get started. Los Angeles Angels finally getting the pitching that we've been talking about that they should be getting the past at least five years to help out Trout. They're addressing it, right? They, they're they finally addressing it. We make fun of them so much where it's they never can pitch. And, you know, you could say, did they overpay relievers or fickle? At least they did something. The, the most they've, they've tried in the pitching department is C.J. Wilson, you know, about a decade ago, and that didn't turn out. And then they never really addressed it. So it, it's good for them. Cindergard, you worry about a lot where two innings and two years pitched his fastball certainly did not look like what, he, what everyone was used to and for a guy who's more known of just powering uh you know being a meathead where i'm just going to throw not so much pitch you, you worry about how that impacts them but i mean at least they're doing something right they seem to be in on everyone years past it would be we're going to give the highest amount of money and then ownership's going, but I don't want to be in the luxury tax. So it would hamper the team. Right. And you can say they overpaid Syndergaard, but I'll give you this one year deal. If, if he figures out his stuff with you, he's going to want to stay. He's going to want to resign. So you'll take that gamble for his upside. I would take a gamble. And even if he's not there long-term, you know, another guy that we'll talk about in a little bit, Marcus Simeon came in was essentially he wasn't given a QO from the A's. He came in to the Blue Jays. We were all like, why is he going there? They have a ton of young power. Swap positions. Broke the record for most home runs in a second baseman per year. Had an unbelievable season. Yes, there's no loyalty, but the Blue Jays had an excellent season. So they benefit from having him. I mean, the Mets fell short, but Marcus Stroman was their best pitcher last year, at least yeah. in terms of he was there, available, and he was good. And he played on qualifying offer, and now he's about to get paid for it. So regardless if these guys stay, they provide a lot of value to you because they're on those prove-it contracts to get the big contract. Definitely. And in the case of Aaron Loop, you know, we saw him a lot as Mets fans. He was, he was a stud for us. He's electric. He's best reliever on our team. Probably one of the best relievers in baseball last year, if not the best left-handed reliever. And, you know, they say relievers are fickle. You know, maybe $17 million for two years. Maybe that's a little much. But, you know, you know what you're getting. He's a great left-handed pitcher. He's not just a loogie as well. Mm-hmm. Right. He, he was effective against right-handers, and that's, you know, Lugies can't really exist with the three batter rules anymore, but he proved that you have a left-handed 
bat in your division, he's a guy you want to lock down, right? He was brought he was brought in to take on Freeman, Harper, and Soto. And he, he did well against all three of them. So, you know, give him – he got rewarded. He's got bush lights for the rest of his life now <laughs> from L.A. Absolutely. Yeah, he's definitely a good replacement for Iglesias with decline that qualifying offer for L.A. 100%. It was needed. It was so needed, too. Oh, yeah. Like, you look at the offensive power of Houston. Okay, now you have left-handed relievers to come in and face, you know, a Tucker. Um, Help me out here. I mix up the first baseman and the DH. Which one's the left-handed bat? Alvarez. Alvarez. Then you got Guriel. Right. It's it's all these guys that could come in that – he they have a nice split there between left hand and right hand you got someone to take on the left ones and you don't feel feel scared when you face uh an Altuve or you face a Bregman so it that that's good and that's what you need especially because there's no clear two team you have Seattle if Seattle's gonna make moves then yeah Seattle's the two team but you you don't really know what they are they're young and they haven't yet said we're committed to trying to win they youthfully lucked into win last year uh the a's are blowing it all up the rangers they don't have much and seem like they just want to spend for yeah. the sake of spending <laughs> just because <laughs> throw their name in the hat like yeah we, we might get third place see what happens it, it kind of feels like a san diego padres when they made that first signing of hosmer where it's like yeah we're going to be good in five years. We just need someone to stick with us first. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the door's open. So, if you get some pitching and sure. you have generational talent, you know, you can make noise for that second-place team and potentially hit a wild card. We know right. wild cards are important. Like, they can win World Series. Look at the Nationals in 19. We'll talk more on this later, but Angels are far from done signing pitchers. They're definitely yeah. in the talks, and we'll talk about the pitching market in a little bit. Yeah, they, uh, they're they different kind of angels where it seems like they're interested in everyone. That makes sense, where it was they'd go over the big dog over peg, and then, all right, cool, we're done for now. They're, yeah. They they seem smart, and I don't. I kind of wonder if that's, you know, Madden, right? That's the Madden effect. He's got, like, a, you know – another year of assessing what's going on. They they didn't really know what Otani was because he was hurt last year. So th- this could be, you know, him and the analytics department changing the kind of game over there. It's going to be shaking up. I mean, talking about shaking it up, our hometown team, the New York Mets, really shaking it up. If anyone wants to just jump in, they could start going ham on what we got. Stevie Cohen went Black Friday shopping. Billy Epler took that cash, and he went hard on Friday. <laughs> we got three signings after everybody was clowning on the Mets for being oh, quiet man. in the early offseason. But, boy, Oof. three fantastic signings, in my opinion. It feels great. All in about eight hours, too. Yeah, very like, quickly. Like You couldn't catch your breath. It was one after another after another. And it was all, you know, creeping up closer and closer of being like, you know, this is a good one. 
oh, this is a little bit good one. And then boom, the big splash at the end with Starling Marte, where they're all different philosophies than what the Mets normally do, totally which is good. Different. Right. Yeah. I love the signing of Eduardo Escobar. Honestly, it might out of the three, even though, you know, Starling Marte is the big splash. I think Escobar might be my favorite signing out of those three. He's going to lock down third base for the next two years. And we've got so many infield prospects at the top of our farm system. We got Beatty. We got Vientos. We got Ronnie Mauricio. You know, all of those guys could end up playing third base for us, which has been a weak spot for us for the past uh, few years. So I love signing Escobar. He's just a great player. Damn, good starter. All-star. He's not just a stopgap, though. Like, he was an all-star last year, too. Yeah. So if that's your stopgap, that, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's, it's kind of what we're expecting McCann to be, right? Where McCann came yep. off an all-star year. We want McCann to be – now, Grant, last year he wasn't that good, and mm-hmm. hopefully he bounces back. But he's – we know he's holding down the fort until Francisco Alvarez is ready. Exactly. So, enough. I mean, you give me 75, 85% of the player you were last year. All right. I'll take that for two years. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie Escobar, you know, I love the type of hitter he is too. He's something we're missing is that power and pop. He would have been, uh, I believe he would have been our second most in, in home runs behind, well, long behind Alonzo. See, and now why you like Escobar. I like Marte for a different thing that we lack. It's Sterling Marte does things that very few players do in the league anymore. And I know this gets devalued and we were arguing with mm-hmm. everyone who's trying to say that Lindor is not good because the batting average, but he hits over 300. He hits for contact as well as for power. He drives runners in with runners in scoring position. That, that doesn't exist anymore. No. And, and we've lived through two seasons of guys getting to second going, all right, the inning's over. Doesn't matter. There's nobody out. Nobody out, bases loaded. All right, someone's going to get thrown out at home. It's going to be a double play. Marte puts the ball in play. And he's a real center fielder. Who was the exactly. last real center fielder? <laughs> like Wani Baseball was our last center fielder in 2014. <laughs> and he – and you saw and he how couldn't he couldn't hit. He couldn't hit, right? Mm-mm. So we've been playing guys who can hit, who can't field, or field but can't hit. He does both. Yeah, and exceptionally well. He's the most efficient base runner in baseball. Like he's got speed. We loved watching Jonathan VR run because it was chaos on the base. Like when it connected, like in Philadelphia, uh, in what was that late April where mm-hmm. he snuck in with the ball like trickled an inch away from Reese Hoskins. We're like, what the heck happened? The camera didn't even catch it. We lived for that for the five times he's going to get thrown out trying to steal second or picked off a third because he's not a smart base runner. He's just chaos. Marte is not that. Marte's very efficient. And, he picks uh, his spots smartly, you know? Uh, I, I'm trying to find the numbers here. I, I can't find it for the life of me, but sure you guys seen these around the Mets last year stolen bases as a team something around 52 53 Starling Marte by himself 
sold around 50, uh, 47 base. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, saw that. Dang, there you go. <laughs> the advanced stats will also tell you the when he's on second, he's scoring at a high clip, higher than most most teams, let alone players. So, like, and you'll see that you'll see the circulator on the Twitter sphere, a play in Philadelphia where he was on second. It was late in the year. I'm pretty sure the Marlins bullpen blew it to the Phillies, but Hector Neris blew the save because they had their top two guys coming up at right the top of the order. Marte doubled, and then Miggy Rojas pulled him to left, and he beat the throw because he's just that fast where, you know, that's what you're going to get, not, not videos of Pete Alonso looking like he's going to fall on his face, Dom Smith begging for more oxygen, Brandon Nimmo, he runs hard, yet not a good base runner. Yeah. So, he tries. <laughs> we'll give him that. <laughs> And yeah. then you have we- weird guys like Canna, right? Where it's like he gets on base. He's a he's a he money play, ball player. He yeah, plays very he good defense and gets hit by pitches. Great, get he on hit base. By twenty seven pitches last year. Listen, I'll take it. Just get on base. We'll get, get on base. To move around. That's all that matters. This is someone that it would have made sense for the Phillies to sign. Let it, yeah. So when I saw the Mets sign, it was right because Harper wins MVP. Harper, if you look at like the advanced stats, Harper could have had the best offensive season ever if they put a team around him. All these home runs he's hitting, I think like a high percentage of them were solo blast. So his RBIs could have, they could just get one guy on base. But every guy, like majority of that lineup was just all, you know, low batting average, low on base. You know, they hit the ball over the fence. Right, and that's what makes Canna such a sneaky good signing. You know, he's not super high batting average. He's not going to slug all that much. But, you know, he's a career 344 on base percentage. You know, yeah. he gets on base. Put him at the top of the lineup. Have the big bats behind him. Mm-hmm. They'll be driving him in. Let him and Nimmo just get hit by back-to-back pitches to start off a game. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Lindor, Lindor bunts him over. Marte <laughs> drives him over to single. Pete goes big bomb. That's your one through five. But, you know, it, what it also does is it gives you the potential to start shopping guys. Yeah, guys have had down seasons, so it'll diminish the returns. But all of a sudden, guys who, like, been playing out of position, Dom Smith, you know, J.D. Davis, Jeff McNeil, one of them's going to be gone. Right. And not, and whoever's not getting traded is going to be a fantastic bench piece. Right. Or perhaps a second baseman for Jeff McNeil if he stays. But you have you all know. these you have all these depth pieces now or pieces to help find a, a reliever. So I do want problem. to slightly interrupt. There is breaking news. It's not Uh-oh. Mad Max. Oh, geez. Kevin Gosman on a five year deal, $110 million to the Blue Jays. Lugia. Oh, my okay. fault. I didn't hear you. Okay. I was going to guess Seattle, but well, this makes sense. So we can pivot to like the next mm-hmm. big sign. Marcus Simeon. Right. Yeah. Seven year deal. Got paid a buttload of money to go play for Texas. Yeah. So I, uh, the first text I got when that signed was, well, I guess Simeon doesn't care about winning. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's a confusing deal because really is. You know, I, I I don't know why 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 would you want to sign with a long term deal with the Rangers unless so, you didn't care about winning? I don't know what what could the Rangers have sold him on besides giving him a buttload of money? <laughs> whatever prospects they got for Joey Gallo and um, uh, the pitcher they sent to the Phillies. Like whatever prospects they got back is what they're selling. They're, they're trying to sell the Eric Hosmer to the Padres a few years ago. We'll give you a lot of money and give you years of stable financial income. It's you're going to have some rough first few years, but mm-hmm. once all this young talent comes around, you're going to be, you're going to be happy. You're here. That's the only thing you can sell them on. Yeah, that's it. Well, I'll applaud the Rangers for going for it. You know, it's hard to <laughs> finish in the, the place they did last year. I believe they only had 60 wins and still go for it in the offseason. They're not the like the Tigers are, were, right. are expected to make like a heavy deal for Correa as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like he's a favorite to sign with either Astros or Tigers for Correa. I don't um, know if that's reuniting with aj hinch or i think a lot of it is that but i mean you know just signing aj hinch as your manager last year is i mean that's that's a push towards winning you know it helped them they they should have been a last place team and you know what they kind of competed i think they might have finished in third or but believe so they they looked like they were going to be awful and you know you kind of feel like maybe there is something there but when, when he signed with the Rangers and I got that text, my first thought is the man wants to get paid, right? He, he didn't get the qualifying offer. He got the one-year deal and he bet on himself and had the greatest season of a second base. Get paid, man. Collect the money. But from a Blue Jay standpoint, the other text was, I can't believe they let him go. Offense was never their problem. They only went out there and crushed it. They had an outstanding offense. They have no pitching, though. They have – because Robbie Ray, you don't know if he's coming back. Yeah. They have Hyun Jun Ryu. Steven Matt's left. So, if you're not going to put all the money into, you know, bringing Marcus Simeon back, sure, bring back Robbie Ray and get Kevin Gossman. So I, I like the move. I like uh, I'm okay with them losing Simeon to gain pitching because they need pitching. It's not bad at all. They have a decent amount of prospects too. They can call for AAA to fill that hole, like Valera Smith. Right, right, and you know it's look at the other teams in that division too. They all they're yeah. all offensively stacked. Yeah, Between the Red Sox, the Rays, who just somehow always score runs and. <laughs> The Yankees have power for days. Insane. You, know, you need pitching to to. They have one more pitcher. They would have threatened. They would have been. They would have made the playoffs. They would have been threatening to host that playoff game too. Yeah, very. So, you staying on the Rays though, Wander Franco, that ex- that monster extension. I Ooh. didn't expect that. I'm not gonna lie. 
Yeah, I mean, how how many major league games has he played? Around seventy, right? <laughs> Hamlet season. Like yeah, so I mean, the Rays are banking big on him, and you know, you got to appreciate that locking him up. And they don't they don't sign guys normally. No. So this they, is this is weird for the Rays to spend this kind of money. It makes I, you, I love it. <laughs> it makes you think that he's going to be very very good. Yeah, yeah. right. If the Rays. <laughs> see spending that kind of money on Wanda Franco is worth it. You best believe he's the real deal. Oh, yeah. That's why when they signed Corey Kluber uh, earlier in the day, I went, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe Corey isn't done. (laughs) He's not done yet. (laughs) Or I'm not saying he's going to be Corey Kluber of old, but they can get him through a full season. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm surprised he didn't re-sign with the Yankees. Yeah, he was doing really well. But then he got hurt. I I don't think the Yankees wanted him back. Oh, that's true. I, I, that's true. I think the injury was enough where it's saying we cannot do this again. They were relying on him way too much, and then he went down. So that's fair. I would love to see the Rays figure him out health wise and then yeah. just own the Yankees. <laughs> that, would, that would be pretty funny. In your most uh, unbiased opinion, right? Yeah, unbiased. <laughs> uh, not, sorry, Ezra, not funny if you're a Yankees fan, but. Um, <laughs> biased, though, I, I love seeing just like the Rays are going to keep winning the division with this tiny payroll and the Yankees have the gigantic yeah. payroll and it's we see it every it just doesn't make any sense that they're able to do it but it's their analytics department it it works there's something in the water in Tampa there's something because the Bucks got it the Lightning have it and now them so there's something that's something there. It's a winning. Yeah, I guess city. the water is in St. Pete too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all one bag. It's all one bag. But I mean, Wander Franco is going to see the team move possibly twice before that, uh, you know, contract ends, yeah. right? Because you know, they talk about the split city team. They talk about just going to Montreal full time. I mean, Montreal already lost the team once. I can't see them being able to support a team again. Yeah. <laughs> like, my dark horse is they're going to be the team that moves to Nashville or Vegas. That could make sense. Something where it's going to be chaotic. You'll have a division realignment, but I, they got to do something, though. Like, I feel like if they build an outdoor stadium, people would come. People go to the Lightning games. People love the Bucs. It's a win. Like, if you can't get people interested in baseball with all this winning going on in this town, that's just that's bad. It's terrible. It's like, come on, you're you're technically the top of that division right now, and you can't get anyone to come out every year. The top two, and isn't you know, it's a, it's a retirement town. Don't older people like yeah. baseball? <laughs> you would think people are popping out. It's a shame though, because. But it, it builds the mystique of how do the Rays do this? <laughs> it really does. It builds into that mystery. They can't oh, keep getting it. away with it. <laughs> <laughs> Always got to give. <laughs> I wonder if this will be a trend, though, right? Because the Braves did this with Acuna and Albies. Yeah. This could be like you see something in a year and a half, so you're like, all right, I think this guy's going to be really good. Let's get him on a team-friendly long-term deal. It could be the move. It's always risky. Yeah. And I'll take a nice shot at the Phillies. It's always risky. Because remember, they did they did that to that second base prospect that 
it did not pan out. They paid him like they signed him to like a six year, $24 million extension, like the day before opening day of his major league debut. And now he's completely off the 40 man roster. I'm completely blanking on his name right now. That's how bad and insignificant he's been. Boom. <laughs> no, boom. No, I, I like boom. He can't play defense, but no, not for his life. No, but he does something that doesn't exist anymore. He hits with he drives runners in. That's true. So you know, if the universal DH comes, he'll be serviceable. Just completely blanking on the name. <laughs> Just that. Not bad. <laughs> well, wow. keep on the same topic of trends. Does this look good for a lockout possibly happening? When is, is it kind of how do you think as a fan, or maybe an analyst? When the commissioner says, yeah, lockout might be good for us going into the offseason. Oh, boy. The one thing I will give this all but certain lockout that's going to happen is I love all these signings that are happening right before it. Yeah, this is great. I, you know, we've talked about this before about how MLB offseason should be like the NBA and we should have a signing deadline. I mean, this is, you know, a pseudo signing deadline. You know, a lot of players are, are trying to sign before they get locked out. You know, they I understand they want to know where they're going to go. But as a fan, this is so fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not going to be fun next week when absolutely nothing is happening. But right now I'm living in it. Yeah, that's the only um, – that's the only good thing about it is this has been the most fun free agency in recent memory. Yeah. Very it's not correct. It's not dragging. You have guys signing left and right all because they're scared. They don't know what the CBA is going to look like and what they'll be able to sign for. So that's a good thing. It, it really is. And I hope it's something that could be, they could find a way to like model this to be a, a consistent thing. But, you know, it's the lockout's going to happen. We, we all know it's going to happen. Yeah, it's inevitable. It, it's just use 94 as the example, right? Use 94 as the example. You mm-hmm. cannot have the strike shortened season again. So, yeah. and we know that this is in professional sports. The, these are, you know, this is the players union and ownership that hates each other the most. I mean, don't even go back that far. Go back to 2020. <laughs> yeah, honestly. MLB had yeah. the opportunity to be the first <laughs> professional sports league to, to play in the pandemic. Yep. And they botched it because MLB and the players' unions just hate each other that much and couldn't come up with an agreement to play baseball when right. nobody was doing anything else. You're right. You're all right. the coverage. The commissioner, the commissioner had to enact this, you know, the 60 – uh the 60 game season. So that's something where it's, I mean, they're so far apart. I think it'll get done. It's just when, and that that's why guys should be signed, right? Lock it down now. Lock it down now. You don't know when this is going to lift. Do you really want to have like a couple weeks before spring training? That was terrible. Nelson Cruz getting signed like that. And then I th- want to say Yachty as well for the Cardinals yeah. last year. Like, last second. Everyone's already spring training, and then they show up a week later. Like, that's so unprofessional. 
yeah, that that's got to be fixed. I hope that is fixed. I know that's something that the players want to address. There's things like the DH. There's and then all all like the technical stuff about revenue sharing and the, the ownerships want more playoff teams so they can generate more money for the t- amount of TV games. I don't necessarily like that. I like I love our playoff format. That yeah, is it's the best. The only league that has that. You have to win. Yeah. Have, there's no. Can't just be sleeping. in the top half of the league and be like, oh yeah, we're good. We're five hundred. We can play in the playoffs. Nope. Everyone can make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, makes it prestigious. Right. All right. The more. I don't remember in twenty twenty, but weren't there teams that made wild card spots that had losing records? Or I don't. Am I not thinking about that right? I don't. I, I think it was possible. I don't know if it happened, but the way it was set up, it could have happened, and I don't like that. That's because there was 16 teams in the playoffs. Yeah. Right. Way too yeah, many. I, I don't want that because you're right. Mm-hmm. There, a lot of teams don't have winning records. That's how, that's just how the odds work. Right. And With, a lot of divisions are stacked where you're going to have four winning teams and one awful team, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, when you have something like that, if you're having half the league make the, the playoffs, out. you're right. Yeah. You're going to have good teams that are winning miss out. And you're going to have people, teams with losing records, make a wild card spot. That's not, that's not good. <laughs> I don't like that. Mm-mm. Not at all. And like from a consumer perspective, yes, the Mets have been bad for a long time, right? 2019 was a fun season for us. We finished with a winning record. We didn't make the playoffs, but we were going out July, August, and then into September when they faded and couldn't keep up with the Nationals. It kept them relevant. If every team is just going to kind of make it, you're not going to have the same desire of the fans to go out. Right. And what's the point of watching in September and August? If, you yeah, know, especially if your team's if you're looking like you're going to make it, like, what's the point? <laughs> you're right. It, it, it's got to mean more. Pennant races are what makes the sport fun. Baseball has the benefit of it's the only sport besides Major League Soccer that's on during the warm months. It's the only sport that plays every day. So you have the consistency of it's going to be nice. Let's go to a ball game. Let's do that. It's how do you get through September when, you know, football starting, other sports are starting, and teams are already gone. You need things like a playoff race, a pennant race. If you have your top two and they're just, you know, kind of who's going to be first, second. No, no, no. You want the competing. You don't want a guaranteed top two teams go to the playoffs. Yeah. No, it's way too easy. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But I will say it, postseason baseball is run by pitching. It is. Absolutely. It, is. it also makes the trade deadline a lot more fun because mm-hmm. you know the teams that are out and you know the teams that think they're still in it. If every team just kind of thinks they're there, there'll be so many less trades. Yeah, everyone will be a lot more complacent. They'd be like, ah, it's okay. We can sign a couple guys and we might make it. I kind of like our team as is. You know, if we get a little bit healthy, we'll do fine. So we're not going to sell and see how we do. Yep. No, you, you want bad teams to bottom out and like go young, young, young. And you want good, you want teams that are competing to give up good prospects to get now players. It's how it stays balanced. And that's how you have fun 
playoff or fun August and September baseball because all the good players go to the contending teams. (laughs) The best of the best are playing each other. It's how you get interested as a fan in bad teams, getting prospects and bringing them up to the show for August and September. It's the only reason to watch when you're, there are two reasons to watch when you're a bad team in August and September. You know, if you're someone like Jose Reyes in 2011 going for a batting title, Ari Dickey mm-hmm. going for a Cy Young, Bryce Harper going for an MVP, teams that, you know, may not make it, Alonzo going for the home run rookie record, you know you're out of it. You still want to see your guys push for that trope to get that hardware, right? If you don't have one of those, you're like the Texas Rangers last year. What the hell are you doing? You need you need to bottom out like they did and give up these guys at these prospects just so you can kind of have a little bit of hope going into next season going, all right, he gave me like a nice, nice feeling in August, September. I want to see him mm-hmm. for the full season to start off the year. I mean, it changes baseball when you have different things like that, different stuff in different aspects of sports. It's an absolute change. So that Thursday, that lockout's going to come. It's going to stink. It's going to be terrible. We should put an over-under up on how long we think it's going to last. <laughs> Man, uh, I think if it starts – honestly, I think it starts before the new year. I'm thinking like third week of December. They're just like, all right, every, most of the big people are signed. That's it. We're locking down now. Um, I would say at least till February. I'm going to go a little poetic here. We get that sweet, sweet Valentine's Day love. <laughs> February 14th, baseball comes back. Okay. Lockout over. <laughs> They're going to have it last long enough so that when they figure it out, it'll be only when they need to figure it out or else the season gets delayed. That's bad. That's really so bad. So <laughs> late February for me. <laughs> oh, man. You could also put in the thoughts there where it's like, all right, football's over. Let's steal back the headlines. Yeah. Pretty much. See, that would be smart. So I wouldn't think MLB <laughs> would do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if smarts is the right word. It feels like very Jets after the Giants won the Super Bowl in 2012. Mm-hmm. All right, we're training for Tim Tebow. We have to get the back back headlines back. The Giants just won the Super Bowl. Tim Tebow. Would it surprise me if they said on that CBA the night of the Super Bowl? As everyone's watching football, they're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah screw it. And we'll be yeah. back. Yeah, that, that sounds like an MLB move. It's like, wrong day, yeah. dude. Wrong yeah. day. Yeah, it's like you couldn't wait a day. It's like, come on now. Yeah, that 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 sounds very fitting. That Gosselin deal that came out of nowhere. but Because they weren't even listed as a team that was that high compared to the Mets and the Mariners. They yeah, they were, nobody was really talking about the Jays in on Gosman until, I would say, the last 12 hours, right? I didn't hear about it until today. Not so, hear anything. Good Maybe for the Jays. We were just talking about how, you know, the, their offense is great. What they've been missing is pitching, and this is huge for that. But I like this. I like everyone saying the deal's going to be done. 
within today or tomorrow. No, you got to pass a physical December 1st. It's in. Mm-hmm. I like all these guys who being like, you know, we're, we're going to know where Max Scherzer is in a couple of days. John Gray is expected to make his uh, deal in a couple of days too. It's basically all the Boris guys that are just, you know, doing the Boris move, waiting and waiting and waiting. And I don't like that at all. No, it's, it comes off really, really greedy, especially Conforto denying that qualifying offer. Someone's going to need an outfielder on like March 15th (laughs) and Conforto will be around. Scott Boris will be demanding money. That's my prediction at least. Phillies. Phillies. I would hate but, that so much. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not making deals. They're not making any deals at all. They just lost Hector Norris. Mm-hmm. They have one outfielder on the roster, Bryce Harper. Yeah, so granted, you know, he's, he's, he's a pretty good outfielder, I would say. Pretty good. <laughs> I can't play all three positions at once. <laughs> this is true. But it's I was going to say, I don't know if I agree with that, but Spencer, the more I think about it, I completely agree with it. It's, it is selfish where it's like you're waiting and waiting and waiting on, you know, I'm going to keep waiting and then the team's going to come begging to me and give me the money I want because I have all the leverage. Mm-hmm. Man, you could be building that rapport with your teammates, building chemistry, lifting together in the offseason, right? If you're a pitcher, working with your catcher you have no so not only is it stupid because you have no idea when this lockout is going to end and you don't know the financial limitations right is the luxury tax going to be there is the luxury tax going to be more we don't know if it's more you just fucked yourself out of a lot more money when all these guys are just like sign me now under these rules and they're like okay let's do it it's going to be interesting to see how these signings play out. You know, who's going to be advantaged, the guys who waited or the guys who are getting it in right now? I, I think it's going to be the guys right now. Yeah, I think so. I, I, we don't know what's going to happen with the luxury tax, right? No. If it goes away, then it favors the guys who didn't sign. Mm-hmm. Because then, you know, you could have, you could have Uncle Stevie throwing all the money out in the world. If it goes up, oh, my God, it hurts them so badly. Yeah, and speaking then, of money, I, per sources, Kevin Gosman turned down more money from the Mets to play in Toronto. Shit. That's, not that's interesting. That's right. not good guess, for us. <laughs> I, I mean, he must have seen oh, them no. as, as contenders more than the Mets. He must like that team. Um, you know. Uh, I would think I think I think he might like it more because they signed him to a long-term deal, right? Six or seven years. Mm-hmm. I, I think the thinking process there is they're a young team with a very high upside that you think is going to be contenders each and every one of those years. You still don't necessarily know who's going to be there for the Mets in the next in those back half years. That's true. For him, he knows Bobachet, Vladdy Jr., um, Gurdiel out in the outfield, right? You have all those guys. 
So you kind of think you're a little stable there. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, that's what my mindset is, but. I'm only like looking at, I look at spot rack when I'm looking at contracts, free agencies, like to me, it's the best way to like analyze everything. If this is your market value. I'm only looking at maybe eight top starting pitchers left in this free market, free agency market. You got Scherzer, you got Stroman, you got John Gray, you got Robbie Ray. And I couldn't even guess the back. Add John Gray to that list, potentially. I mean, it's not top, but top right now. I was thinking John Gray is like the eighth one. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was being generous there, but who else is left then? Well, I might have to move that number down. <laughs> I thought there was more. It's not updated <laughs> with Gosman. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then technically, no, and Granky's not updated either. Okay, so there you go. It's a lot less. <laughs> I don't like I, I think Granky's kind of toast, but like I think those are your four guys left. Yeah. Pretty much. I really do. So those are know. four big pitchers left. The Scherzer contract's gonna be interesting, right? Right. I totally forgot. Scherzer is a Boris client. So yeah. oh, oh but he will be signing. So I think it should Scherzer, be interesting. I think Scherzer's more like the anti Boris client, if you will. He kind of how many Boris's client how many Boris clients would say I don't want to be traded to this, this, and this team. <laughs> That's right? not a yeah. Boris client. Boris would be like, shut your mouth. You get traded where you're going to trade it. As soon as you get there, you're going to work with them and we're going to get you a big fat contract. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's not the Boris method of, I'm going to go here, I'm going to pitch, and then after that, we'll see where I go. So, look, Matt's offering four years. that They're going to offer like $45 million each year. It's how much is that financial stability at and kind of like that this is earned swagger, right? Of I got forty-five million dollars a year. Who else is getting this kind of money to be a pitcher? Yeah. I'm really it's, curious to see what the other teams are offering because I've only seen the the contract that the Mets offered so far. Which, which you know, makes me makes me think it it's not that close. Like it's not like yeah. If the Dodgers are offering forty million dollars a year, I I feel like he takes the Dodgers deal. And as of right now, the Dodgers still have Bauer on the payroll, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That money doesn't come on. He would have to be put on the commissioner's exempt list for the full season for that money to come off. And if he gets put on that list, he's gonna he's gonna sue. Mm-hmm. He's gonna say the courts found me innocent. I already, I already was on this list all next season or all last season. He's going to fight to, so he can pitch again. So I don't know. I, I don't know what they do because, because they're, they're paying that contract regardless of like, Oh, luxury tax, luxury tax. Mm-hmm. You're, you're paying this guy to not be here. Can you, I don't know, can you afford, you know, almost $80 million tied up into only Absolutely one pitcher pitching for you? Yeah. Right. You get, you get one pitcher pitching for you and then a guy who you very much do not want to be part of your organization anymore. I don't, the Dodgers have been scared of spending money, but like, 
I know it's not not the ideal investment if you can have it your way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not great. <laughs> no, no, not a great situation. You're going to be hurting financially a lot and then paying up the wazoo these penalties of the luxury tax. Which is probably fine towards them. They're the Dodgers. They're a rich team with a bunch of smart, analytic people that could figure it out. They'll find guys like Chris Taylor, Justin Turner, guys on scrap heap. They're about like, you know, a couple months away from being out of baseball that they make superstar. Well, staying on the same idea of free agency, I know, I believe, Nick, you're the one that brought this up. A Mount Rushmore of where we, where we would sign if we were free agents 2021 going into the 2022 season. If you want to start us off. I'll start us off. How's the rest of it going to go? We're going to go me, you, then James, and we'll snake draft it back. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Give me, give us the quick recap. What's the rules of this? <laughs> so you'll go the first round will go me, Spencer, then you. And then the second round will go you, Spencer, then me. Mm-hmm. The four rounds. Four rounds. So, 12 picks. Yep. Yep. All so right. you'll always have double picks. Fair. So if I'm going first right now and I'm taking all the factors in, mm-hmm. if I was a free agent, I would sign with the San Diego Padres. The reason I do that Damn. is because <laughs> I was going to take that. <laughs> <laughs> it's they're a fun team. They're a very exciting team. You get generational talent like Tatis Jr., Machado, the Crone Zone, right? These guys. Machado's a generational talent. You have guys that are all-stars. You have fun. It's just a fun group of guys. They want to win. You know they're all in. Look at the free agent contracts they give out too. Hosmer, Machado, Ha-Sung Kim for crying out loud. Yeah. They, they pay guys. So you know if you're going to sign as a free agent, you're going to get paid well. It's the most perfect place in the United States to be an athlete. The temperature's always at least 80 degrees the humidity is not too bad there you play in a market where everyone's relaxed it's a very chill environment the beach is right there it's it's not a bad place to live so that would be my first pick all right all right for my first pick it's going to be a little kind of flop-sided from your idea of like just kind of mellow we're doing well but we're here uh, I would say Toronto. I know they've been spending a lot of money recently. I'm assuming I'm not getting a big contract, but at least enough so I could play on a contending team. Um, I mean, definitely not worried about the climate because Toronto, Toronto, you know, it's Canada. It's not always going to be hot. It's probably going to be, you know, tending to be cold. But I would think, just like we kind of talked about before, with all the, the young players that are going in and out of that system, but now officially making it to the MLB. You're going to be if, – if I keep getting paid, they keep getting paid. It's just – it's a win-win, multiple years of success. I think an interesting thing about your choice, it has the most unique fan base where an entire country roots for them. That's true. That's true. All right, Jane, well – All right, well, if I'm a free agent, most important thing to me is money. Second most important <laughs> thing – Contending team, third most, nice weather, good location. Yeah. <laughs> so going with that, since I can't pick the Padres, 
I'm going to have to pick the Dodgers. I would got say all those things going for it. I'm going to get paid well. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to be in the playoff race every year. That's true. And gorgeous weather. Yeah. Can't say yeah. no to that. Not bad. Check off all those boxes. Yeah. I would have loved the Padres, but I'll, I'll take I'll take LA every day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, going with that, we've taken away some of the nice weather spots who are <laughs> perennial contenders. You know, can't say Anaheim because you don't know. You know, we're we're bullish on the Angels, but it's not. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to follow the money. All right, we're gonna have to go to New York. There you go. Now, I, yeah, I figured you're gonna pick them at least a second pick if we're getting. Yeah, first. I don't think they'd make it this far. My question <laughs> is, nah, I gotta go with the Mets. <laughs> Can't go with the <laughs> Gotta go with Uncle Stevie's money and the big stage. You know, I mean, something we didn't really talk about, but the Yankees are another team that has not spent. Not they have not spent as much recently. It, it's a changing of the guard in terms of which team in New York spends a lot in free agency. It's a little Yankees different. have been real quiet so far. We'll see if that changes, but they can be biding time. They do need a but, short stop, but all right, Spence, you're it up. goes back to you, Spence. My my second pick is definitely like a really, really, really big sleeper in my opinion. Uh, but take my talents to Detroit. They're trying to build Ooh. up a team. They're 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 really trying to build up. At this point, it's not about the weather. It's not about security or my safety <laughs> of my life. It's not even about the money. It's just playing on a team that could potentially be a contending team by 2025. All right. All right. So I have two. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go completely contradict my first round pick with the weather. Going to Boston. Okay. Boston. Not bad at all. I think I think there's a certain mystique you have towards playing in some of these older stadiums, like a regular, like a Fenway Park. Mm-hmm. Where, I think I say where your second uh your second pick is going. <laughs> uh, my, my second pick is gonna be very out there, uh going based off that. But I, Alex Gore is the best manager in baseball in my mind. I agree. I, That's yeah. fair. Mentally He's, for sure. Right. He didn't win manager of the year. You know, it's hard to go against Kevin Cash and how many wins they had, especially with what they lost. Gabe Kapler had a very nice season with the Giants, historic season for amount of wins there. Alex Gore makes the difference. You look at what Alex Gore did to get them to the World Series uh, back in, was it 2018? You look at mm-hmm. how bad they were without him that year they were a loss and then he comes in team wasn't changed that much Kike Hernandez is not that great of a player but he outperformed what he could do Alex Gore is a great manager and knows how to get the most out of that team that's where I'd want to go play for a winning team with the best manager in the game that's fair uh, for my next pick I'm gonna go with the Astros okay I like that. Dusty's a player's manager. Everyone knows that. He lets these guys do. This is a fun group of guys, too. Like, the videos of them celebrating in the locker room, like, around Dusty, where Dusty gives his speech, puts on his goggles, like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> you know, put everything aside. They're, they are a very tight group where 
they're they're a piece away. They're literally one piece away. They just need the pitching to mature. So they're going to be around for a few more years, especially that the way that, you know, last time we all recorded together, we were saying this about Houston. All the guys that they use outside of the pitchers, they're all homegrown. So yeah. you don't know what's in the pipeline next about the next superstar. Plus, the food in Houston's awesome. <laughs> that great is next, great barbecue. <laughs> nice. The stadium, uh, <laughs> baseball shouldn't be indoors, but good enough for me. All right, my third pick, I'm going to stay in that same division. I think you guys know where I'm going. I'm going to go to L.A. to the Angels. Besides <laughs> playing with, obviously, the goat of baseball, Mike Trout. I mean, you get to see – and hopefully do batting practice with the guy who's lied about not doing batting practice, Otani. Um, grabbing a lot of pitchers. It'd be really cool to play with Thor. Aaron Luke drink some Bush Light, or Bush Light, excuse me. But um, I think overall, it'd be a kind of secondhand experience compared to the Dodgers. Not going to get paid as much. You may not win as many games. Yeah, you definitely want to win as many games. But it's definitely an L.A. experience I'd want to have. Right. It's also that. off the grid a little bit too, where it's like yeah. not really in there. So <laughs> if you're someone who kind of wants to be outside the city, that would probably make the most sense. Mm-hmm. Go to Disneyland every day. That's <laughs> sick. I'm so here for that. <laughs> All right. Oh, I got to think a little bit. My angels are going to be my pick. <laughs> um... All right. Well, my pick after the Angels was going to be the Mariners. Going with my okay. heart here and not following the money or any the weather, certainly mm-hmm. not the weather. <laughs> well, just teams that I think are going to be contending within the next couple of years and are going to be strong teams. I love all the players that are doing well on the Mariners. I love the pitching. There's so many of them came from the Mets. You know, Paul Seawald <laughs> had a great year. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they the Mariners are trending in the right direction, in my opinion. And you know, as a free agent, I'd love to be part of that. Then I'm gonna go with kind of a weird one, kind yeah. of. Eh, I'm gonna go to St. Louis. Now, hear me out here. All right. St. Louis fans, you know, historic baseball franchise. They are notably, they love everything. They, <laughs> they're not negative. Whatever they're. Yeah, the self-proclaimed best fans in baseball. You can do no harm if you're a St. Louis Cardinal, <laughs> which is why I want to be a Cardinal. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Before I say my pick, I do have some more breaking news. It is not Mad Max. John Gray signs a four-year deal to the Rangers, but they don't have a value of what it's worth yet. Interesting. Yeah. It's the second so, nice move the Rangers big. have made. I still don't want to go to them. That's not my pick. But I'm going to be teen. I don't know. I'm going to be teen kind of like Chi-Town. But uh, I don't know. I'm thinking I'm going to go San Fran. I'm going to go San Fran. I don't think they're going to do as well as the Dodgers. But they obviously show that they could with their certain guys. They are an aging team. I'll give you that. They're not going to get Chris Bryant back. But I think they have enough people in the farm system, at least AAA pitching-wise, that could drag us out of a small rut. And then hopefully they sign a lot more people because that's the only way they're going to win. Yeah, I mean, they've been linked to so many guys so far, but yeah, I assume Brian's gone, even though he didn't do much for them. Gosman's gone. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, you're relying on that youth web, but you're right. They're, they're a mystery team to figure out next year. All right. So my last pick here to wrap us up it is going to be the strangest one because it's another team that we bash a lot on here, but I'm looking at it as if the perspective of I'm an offensive player. I'm going to go boost my stats in Denver. <laughs> wow. Okay. Just go hit some bombs. Wow. And sign a big contract somewhere else. <laughs> yep. I, don't, I don't care about winning. I'm going to go like three years, $24 million, inflate all my stats and have my agent say, look at his splits. Wait, don't look at his splits. Look at his total numbers. <laughs> <laughs> And try to try to play for that next contract. <laughs> Thinking ahead of Plus, yourself. Denver's a nice. Denver's a very nice city. True. It's a very very nice welcoming city, um, and that's about all I could say because the weather, not great. But yeah, you know what? And I can't even. You know, most of these contracts are like, you can't go skiing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you ski and get hurt, your contract will be voided. Mm-hmm. Oh. all right that was a good mile rushmore i think we did pretty good i mean we hit like a lot of highs and a lot of the lows but i mean it's convincing enough where i good think we're all able to give one yeah like a, like some good surprises it wasn't just here's the top eight teams in the mlb and we want all or top 12 and we want all of them <laughs> giants didn't go to the second last pick yeah or metro to the fourth bay area is a great it's a great sports town they were the best team in baseball last year during the regular season. You know, it, this is what it comes down to in free agency. There are other things in play. Yep. Hopefully we prove that to the, the listeners of the Dallas Rays podcast. It's not just about the money all the time. It's Max not Scherzer, about take the, the money. money. Take it's, the money. Hey, Max Scherzer, one message before we leave. It's not always about the money. <laughs> it's not about the money, man. Come on. <laughs> it's about the Mets. <laughs> it's about the Mets. You know what? Everything go we Mets. said. Just take the money. Yeah. You know, it's okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, and so last time we apologized to Trevor Plouffe for me forgetting him. <laughs> we we have we have another um, apology. Not really apology. I'm not. Scott Kingery was the guy I was thinking of for the Phillies. There you go. That makes That's sense. That's who it was. That makes gonna sense. It's going to bother me. Scott, I'm sorry I forgot you. <laughs> there you go. Look, I'm sorry your baseball career didn't pan out the way you wanted it with Philadelphia, but just know every single female in Philadelphia is in love with you because you are a good <laughs> dude. Yeah. My God, what a man rocket. Before we leave, <laughs> uh, we got one more apology we need to make. A lot we, of apologies. Totally forgot to talk about Byron Buxton's extension. That's true. I didn't want to be mean. <laughs> How did he get that deal? Yeah, I don't know. He wasn't, he's not really, he's not amazing. He's not that caliber to get that extension, in my opinion. He's never I, healthy. I, no. I like the way they structured the deal, though. There's a lot of incentives in him, uh, in the deal for him to play. Okay. Like, I believe it's like from like 500 plate appearances. And like every 30 plate appearances above that, he gets another 500K. So, you know, if he stays healthy and plays all year, he's going to make bank. <laughs> you have guys like Judge and Stanton where 
this year was the anomaly where they finally stayed healthy. Mm-hmm. But like those guys have proven it though. Like even if they only play 120 games, their numbers are really good. Buxton's year was this year, right? It was, and then not much. It was, you know, kind of average. That contract was a, a little questionable to me. Yeah, I don't know if I trust that wholeheartedly. They're putting the money not, up there like that for incentives. They're not expecting him to do it. It's a good fallback. I just, I don't know. I think it's a lot to be tying yourself to for a guy who's shown that he's not the most durable. Yeah. So, makes you think, though, what the Yankees are going to do with Aaron Judge. It's risky, bro. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Are we out of apologies? <laughs> I think we're good. No more. No more apologies. No more statements. <laughs> oh, I got one last apology. Okay. Oh, <laughs> of course. I'm sorry to the Mariners that I said you wanted the second base. I forgot they traded for Adam Frazier. That's true. Kind of forgot about That's that. That's right. Under the trade. table. Good trade. It's, he's so, really good. So many moves happening. It's Can you blame us for not being able to keep track? No. <laughs> yeah, it's the NBA right now. They're, they're, they're balls to the wall. <laughs> I'm telling you, Adam Frazier is a great move. Oh, yeah. He's just so good and versatile. And he's been doing it. Like, it wasn't just, oh, you know, I'm a good player on a bad team. He came over to San Diego when Tatis got hurt. He's mm-hmm. the best one in that infield. It was right up there with the crown zone. Yeah, we, we got a chance to see him when we were in Pittsburgh. You know, he's a great contact hitter. Yep, yep. And that plays in Seattle with all that space. If he could slash and find a ball in the gap, it's going to be a doubles machine. All right. No more apologies. No more apologies. We're good. (laughs) No more apologies. All right. Let's get this outro done the right way. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 11 of season four of the Dose Rays podcast. Our finale will be coming up very soon for the season four and brand new year will be season five. That's around two and a half years now doing this podcast. We finally made it. We got six, seven dudes talking a lot about baseball, the ups and the downs. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Delos underscore Rays underscore podcast. For more, we're going to do a bunch of rankings, a bunch more fun drafts like we just did. And, well, have a great weekend.